Hello everybody and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today is unfortunately another episode where I'm talking about something that isn't specifically about witches, although it is related tangentially to witchy stuff and I think if you're into witchy stuff you will enjoy it. Um, I'm currently a little bit low on content just because I am so busy writing the follow-up book to my debut novel Stranded. Uh, I have currently a lot of edits and things to do it's really tying me up in terms of like writing and, and watching movies and all of that stuff so you're just getting unfortunately some of the stuff that i had banked as not being particularly witchy enough to talk about um but now kind of have to fling in there for extra content but also stuff that i think you will enjoy so today we're looking at an xbox playstation i think pc as well a game called control now the witchy content in Control comes from the fact that it's about a lot of supernatural stuff and you play as a character who has magical otherworldly powers. Um, although these are less related to magic and more related to uh, interdimensional Lovecraftian-esque type stuff. But you're still a character with powers and you talk about extra dimensional things, um, lots of different like magical sciences. Um, like telekinesis and psychometry and all of that stuff so I think it definitely belongs within the wheelhouse of the podcast and I'm going to review it for you. So this game came out in 2019 it came out on Microsoft, Windows, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It's currently on Game Pass I don't know if it's on whatever the PlayStation version of Game Pass is because I don't have a PlayStation. Uh, but I think my brother played it on PlayStation, whatever their Game Pass thing is, a while ago. There are also two paid DLCs for this. I've seen one of them being played and it was quite good, so that, that's all I can really say. But I have just finished playing the main game for myself and I have some fucking thoughts. So this game is brought to us by the people who made uh, Alan Wake, which is a game that I really love that came out on the Xbox 360 a long time ago and is apparently getting a sequel at some point. Uh, so the story in Alan Wake is that you're a kind of Stephen King-esque writer who goes to a, a place where a lot of weird shit happens and he's chased around by a weird shadow monster that lives in a lake and that wants him to write it into freedom. And this story relates to Control because Control is basically uh, named for the organisation that investigates events like what happened in Alan Wake. It's the Federal Bureau of Control, I think, the FBC, um, and their whole wheelhouse is investigating these altered world events where weird stuff happens, dimensions interact with each other and things get a little bit wibbly, or controlling and containing altered items which are mundane objects that have been granted supernatural powers, sometimes by altered world events or through other unknown causes. So your main character is Jessie Faden. She's a very strange main character because she doesn't really emote a lot and a lot of her characterization is done through her internal monologue uh but we'll get to jesse in a minute but the opening of the game is you arriving at the federal bureau of control at their main office and getting inside to find that it is in complete lockdown so how you get inside is already a mystery because you're just suddenly in there and you're looking for your brother who was taken by the bureau following a weird event that happened in your childhood. I'm going to trigger warn now for discussion of suicide because that is kind of a major plot event early on. So Jesse goes to the director's office because that's where you have to go to 
get any information, I guess. I forget why you're told to go there. You just go there. But you find that he has shot himself in the head. And when Jesse picks up his gun, you're teleported to the astral plane, which is where a lot of the tutorials for different abilities take place. And you find that what you've picked up isn't actually really a gun. It is a sort of magical object in its own right. And the ability to use it and to hold it in your hand without being instantly killed makes you the director of the Federal Bureau of Control. So the fact that she picks up, I think it's called the service weapon, because what kind of weapon it is changes, I guess, depending on like what time period you're in and the kind of person who's holding it. But because she has managed to subdue the service weapon, that makes her the new director. And in a kind of a cool moment, when you leave the office, the pictures on the wall, like the portraits that previously showed the old director, now show you in a portrait that you have presumably never posed for in an official uniform that you've probably never worn and everyone you meet just knows that you are the new director you're like oh i'm the director and they don't ask you how this happened or anything like that they're just like oh yeah i knew that which is cool and one of the things i really like about the game is these subtle changes the way it mixes in these kind of horror moments and also some elements of comedy as well through just how weird and wacky this place is to work in now, essentially, the main body of the gameplay is a little bit boring, I will say. Um, the actual combat is quite boring, uh, to me at least. What I found interesting was uh, investigating this location, learning about it, learning about the Bureau of Control, interacting with the different altered items and doing those quests. The combat is quite samey, and if you're playing it on, like, it's, it's like a single difficulty, if you're just playing it normally, it is really unforgiving and quite difficult. There is a mode which is like assistance mode, so instead of having like easy, medium and hard difficulties, it just has assistance mode that you can turn on, um, which you can tick various boxes and make things easier for yourself. You can give yourself like snap aiming, you can let your health and energy um, recharge faster. You can also turn on one hit kills and immortality. And I feel like just having an easy mode would have been better, because I feel like with those things turned on, it's almost too easy. Um, but there we go. So mainly what you're doing is going to different areas and combating things. And what you're combating is people who've been taken over by a mysterious entity known as the Hiss, because that's the noise it makes. And this is why the building is in lockdown. People are being taken over by this thing. They're chanting. There's people like floating in midair, just chanting continuously. It's a very creepy soundtrack. And the only people who were unaffected were wearing special machines to kind of combat this sound, this hiss. And in the midst of all this, you're trying to sort this out for the people because you're the new director, but also because it will help you find out what has happened to your brother. And surprise, surprise, that is connected to the hiss. So the powers that you unlock quite quickly, it has to be said, if you if you go along like the main plot line you unlock the ability to throw things with your mind which is very fun like if you've ever embedded a mop bucket in someone's spine from across the room it's hilarious and i would do it all day it, it, it's great fun you also unlock the ability to levitate which is kind of like flying you can get up quite reasonably high and glide for quite a long time although it does take some time to master the controls on that because it doesn't really work how flying has worked in other games where i've been able to fly so there's that. There's also a shielding ability, which I never used because I turned on one hit kills because the combat was so boring. I just wanted to get through it very quickly. Um, and I think you get another ability as well that I probably also never used and can't remember what it was. 
oh it's um evade it's like a dash like a mid-air kind of dash which coupled with the levitation means that you can get quite a good distance there's some very strange goings on in this game i really liked a lot of the story behind the different items you pick up a lot of like audio logs and like paper logs and stuff so if if you don't want to read this is probably not the game for you because there's a lot of stuff to read and get background information but also it's just quite enjoyable when you meet people who work at the bureau and they tell you that like a rubber duck has escaped from its enclosure and you need to go and find it because it has unearthly superpowers that could destroy everything and then you find like an audio log of a woman trying to communicate with the duck saying do you understand me quack if you can understand me it's just very amusing it has that kind of weird dry humor which i appreciate in a lot of games and also it lets you use fantastic powers to navigate this world like the ability to fly while simultaneously picking up objects and throwing them you don't have to aim them either at least not the way i was playing the game because you can just kind of pick a target and throw you don't even have to aim at something to pick it up you just hit the telekinesis button and it will bring something to you you might not know what it is but something will arrive and then you can throw it so that's fun the witchy kind of powers that Jesse seems able to harness come from an entity which is, I guess, like a good version of the Hiss, although we don't really find out that much about it. But she refers to it as Polaris, and it is something that she got through the event that caused her brother to be taken away. And it's this kind of weird blue swirl that appears in her mind and never actually speaks, but which she appears to be having a kind of conversation with that you can only hear one side of. And because she is sort of bonded with this entity or related to it in some way um that becomes more clear throughout the story she's able to you know possess these powers and do pretty incredible things so i think that's sort of the witchy element behind the game now i quite enjoyed this i found the the gameplay as i sort of set it with the assistance mode on to be quite fun because i could kill things very easily and i didn't get bogged down in very repetitive combat I will say that having watched my brother play it, you know, without the baby wheels on, it did seem to get quite frustrating because areas that you've been to before will just randomly spawn new enemies and you will do a lot of backtracking and running to and fro and going to different areas for different quests. And it feels kind of unrewarding to have cleared an area of enemies only to have them come back later when you're running through there for the 57th time trying to find a specific area that you need to get to. The map, I will also say, is very confusing um, because you can't view the different levels and how they relate to each other, or at least I couldn't find a button to do that. So you can really only see the level that you're on. And a lot of the corridors and areas of the building look really fucking similar. So finding your way can be a little bit of a ball ache, although eventually I was able to kind of remember specific areas, but I had no idea how to get between them and was just fast travelling a lot. Also I will say that the game just kind of stops. The ending is a little bit weird. So you have like the ending, you find out the answer to some of the questions that Jessie's been asking, the, the kind of arc with her brother is brought to a semi-conclusion and then you have a couple of like extra missions that you can pick up prior to the end and also in the end game which are mainly about finding and containing altered items like mysterious objects that are just around the place. Um, or killing specific enemies and getting things from them to return to other characters. They're quite simple missions. And once you're done with that, there's nothing to do. 
it, the game just kind of stops. There is no like decisive kind of end moment for me because the, the way it ends is just like, oh, your brother is, spoiler alert, in kind of a coma after you manage to subdue the hiss. And that's basically the end, unless, I guess, you get the DLC. And that feeds into some other stuff in the story. Like, for example, you keep going to altered items and there's a mysterious creature on the astral plane inside them. And you're like, but what is causing this? I think that gets answered in the DLC. But I don't have that. So that remained unanswered. And I find it a little bit annoying when things like that are involved in like the main game and they're like, pay us extra to answer these questions. It's like, no, if it's in the main game, it should be resolved in the main game. Um, but th th those are kind of small niggles. The question I ask myself is, did I have fun while flying through the air with the greatest of ease while braining people with those pneumatic tube message delivery things? And the answer was yes, it was fucking fantastic. So there's that to enjoy. Also, I think if you enjoy the kind of humour that I've talked about, well, like the rubber duck, you're going to enjoy this game. There was a point where they sent me to an area that they called The Clocks, and they just said, yeah, we call it that because of all the clocks. And it turns out they have, like, a carriage clock in there that just keeps duplicating itself and they don't know why. So they sealed up that wing of the building and it's now just full of clocks that you can pick up and throw at people. It was so much fun. There was a creepy moment where they made me chase a plastic garden flamingo which had powers, and I got to where it was, and there was just this pink light shining out from behind a door, and the flamingo was, like, peeking around it at me. And that gave me the woolies. And then I was like, why am I scared of this flamingo? That's just the kind of thing that this game will do to you. There's also a whole section where you have to go and investigate, like, it's a side mission that you don't even have to do, but an area which is covered in mould. And when I say covered in mould, like, if you don't like when the walls in video games look organic, and like they're looking at you with all their many holes I feel like i have trypophobia you are not gonna like this section please avoid but you basically just go down to check on the scientist lady and she doesn't care about the hiss she doesn't care about the lockdown she's just like i need to research this mold are you going to help me um and you do a bunch of stuff with the mold and like researching it there's different enemies down there as well so there's like two different enemy types in the game there's like mold people and the hiss people not a huge amount of variation, I'll grant you. Um, but there's that. That's a whole thing. And talking to her was kind of funny just because she was in the middle of this like crazy situation, but she was just hyper-focused on like, no, I'm studying the mold. To hell with the interdimensional entity that's coming to kill us all. It's mold time. So I enjoyed that. Um, I don't know if they're playing a sequel to this game. Like I said, I think they are doing like a new Alan Wake game, so it might be related to this in some way, but... If you're interested in kind of the more paranormal science areas of things that you can sort of drift in from witchcraft, you know, like the interdimensional stuff, the like parapsychology, the weird entities from other planes, haunted objects, although technically I guess they're not really haunted, but you know what I mean, possessed. If you're interested in that side of thing, like psychic abilities, this is the game for you. It's a lot of fun. Even if you're not interested in that area of things, I think there's enough fun in just being someone with like magical abilities that if you like that, if you kind of want that to be a sort of power fantasy that you have, this is a great game for you if you're sort of stuck for something after you finished all of the more obvious fantasy games with magic in them. 
So hardly recommend Control, as I said, currently free on Game Pass. And you might be able to get it on like Steam or Epic Games Store or wherever you find computer games. I don't know. I don't really buy computer games online. But there we go. So go give that a try and I will try and find some more content to do with witches when I have a minute where I'm not trying to write a book. But in the meantime, I'll see you in the next one. And if you have any game recommendations, do drop them in the comments below. I'll see you next time. Bye.